What's good, Illini Nation? It's your man in the middle, Deion Thomas. And as always, I bring you nothing but the best. Today's special guest, you will need no explanation of who this young man is. Tracy Abrams coming out of Chicago, out of Mount Carmel High School, went on to lead the Illini as their floor general for not one, not two, not three, not four, but due to injuries, we went to five and six years. But today's podcast is brought to you by the Bet River Sportsbook. Check them out. My man, Trey, how you doing, baby? Man, what's up, Dion? Man, I'm glad I'm going good. Thanks for having me on the show today. I appreciate you. Oh, no, believe me, it's a pleasure. Bringing on the best, man, is what we try to do. I want to make sure that we get you out here, give you an opportunity to tell a line, our nation, what you're doing, what you've been doing, where you're heading, because you are always one of Illinois' favorite sons. Man, first off, I'm honored to even be considered one of those guys. So thank you. I appreciate the compliment. But, you know, I'm back here in Chicago right now. Um, obviously, I played pro for a couple of years. Um, I decided to, you know, make that transition into the real world. So now I'm back here in Chicago. I'm running my own youth program, Chicago Positive Impact. Um, it's a youth program dedicated to, you know, uh, teaching young men uh, how to be leaders and also teaching them life skills. Uh, we also using this through the lens of basketball. So um, it's been great um, just to be able to, you know, work with so many young men um, and have an impact on their life, a positive impact on that. So um, oh, that's, that's been that's good for me. That's big time. But what we're going to do, we're going to definitely get back to that because I want to unpack that some more because that has always been a passion of mine. Of course, you know, coming out of the inner city in Chicago, man, and what you're doing for these young people is tremendous. It's a necessity. But let's go back first, and then we're going to move forward. Mount Carmel, one of the best players, not just in, in the history of Mount Carmel, we one of the best point guards, bro, to come out of this state. That's how did you, you land at Illinois? What was the motivation to get to Illinois? Because I know there was a bunch of other schools that were chasing you. You know, they always coming in here trying to trying <laughs> to fuck stuff up out Chicago, man. man. What made you stay home, big fella? Uh, man, I uh, you know, I was – Highly recruited uh, when I'm coming out of high school. Uh, I committed my sophomore year. Um, I mean, we're talking about Illinois basketball. I'm from Chicago. So, you know, the connection is already there. So growing up, you know, I watched guys like yourself and, you know, D Brown and all those guys. So it was already connection. So once I had the opportunity, they were like, yeah, we offer you. I was like, that's like a dream come true to be able to play for your uh, home state school, you know, especially Illini. So, um, it was great, man. It was dope. And, um, I wouldn't change a thing about it, honestly. Well, I, I tell you this, I mean, and, and this is where Illinois is, is really working their way to get back to, man. I mean, you turned down scholarship offers from Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, all these high-powered programs. And I know this is what Coach Underwood is doing now, of course, keeping Io DeSumo home, of course, having Adam Miller this year. And he's really one. trying to hit Chicago hard and get back to it. How important – you know, I, I know how important it is. And I think the Lion Eye Nation understands. But how important was it for you and, you know, and what you see now both as a player when you were being recruited and now as, you know, I, I would say an old head, but today is my 50th birthday. So you <laughs> happy birthday, sir. Happy head. birthday. Happy birthday. No old head. That's young. You're still young. Uh, well, 50 years young, but they say 50 is the new 40. <laughs> but when you see what Illinois is doing now as compared to when you were coming out, what is it um, that these young people need to look at when they're looking at their state schools as opposed to, you know, an Indiana, a Kentucky, or one of these other things? I mean, in comparison to Illinois and the Chicago kid, I mean, you can't compare that. Um, the home feeling, the support you get, um, you know, it means more. It, it got a little bit different feeling to it because, you know, you're, you landed on the back foot, you know, your city, your state. So that's mm -hmm. the bigger picture of it. That's how I look at it, especially from a player perspective. Like, like I said, it was a dream just to be able to come up playing Chicago basketball and be one of those players of like, you know, thousands to be able to go to the University of Illinois. So, you know, kids get that opportunity. And especially if you are, you know, high power player, I think that, you know, it's good for, you know, yourself and um, university Chicago oh, yeah. as well. No doubt, man. And I love that state loyalty. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons I stayed here. I know you mentioned D Brown. I had a future, uh, an earlier conversation with D. D said the same thing. 
going all the way back to those. Now these guys are old heads, but going all the way back to those flying line <laughs> the guys I watch. That's that's exactly. <laughs> and they exactly. all talked about that state pride and that state loyalty. So you came up through the ranks, man, because it wasn't when I played. There was no travel basketball, but you you came up through the ranks, playing for the Fire, playing for um, the Wolves. Can you talk a little bit about how? playing for those two high-powered um, AAU programs shaped and, and helped shape. And, of course, your time at Mount Carmel shaped who you are, how you perceive the game of basketball, uh, and what you're – and actually how it worked towards you giving back to what you're giving today. Um, when you go – you play for organizations like that, you're playing with some of the uh, top players in the country as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, already you get prepared for that next level because, you know, you're a freshman and walking into them college doors – I'm pretty sure the scene is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be different. It's an experience you're about to go through. And just being able to know how to play with good players, different style of good players, um, that's key. And, um, you know, the Wolves and, and the Mac Urban Fire, both great programs. Obviously, you see their history. Um, you that continue to be great, um, you know, for Chicago, for Illinois kids. So, um, I love it. Like, just, just the whole idea of, the Chicago feel. Right. I, well, you know, I understand that, bro. Dang, not a lot of people have ever had the opportunity to go and work out for the USA basketball team. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about that experience. Cause that's a huge, that's a big, um, 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 that's a lot of respect. That's some love being able to go and do that. Yeah. That was, that was one of my favorite experience, you know, just throughout basketball. I was playing with the uh, older group ahead of my class. So I think I was playing with the, 2010 class and had like Kyrie Irving, Jeremy Richmond, like Austin Rivers, guys in my class, like Austin Rivers and stuff like that when we were uh, coming up in high school. Um, that was the top of the crop. You know what I'm saying? That was the top of the class. Like, so, you know, me being in that environment, just competing with those guys, you know, giving, knowing that, you know, I could compete, um, that experience was great. Uh, Kyrie was there uh, by far. I already knew he was going to be exactly what he's doing right now. Uh, all the way back from USA basketball, but yeah, Kyrie was special. Uh, that's one of the players I highlighted. Remember, like, yeah, I want to, I got to keep working, just right. you know, play and stuff like that. But you know, that experience is, you know, it's a lifetime experience. You just, you know, you got all the top coaches and stuff was there. You know, at the time, you know, yeah, of course, Coach Weber was there. Um, coach, you know, Coach K and M and all those, Coach Roy and all those guys was there. So it was pretty dope. It was a pretty cool experience. Well, you take that experience and now you're moving on to Illinois. How, how was it coming in as a freshman? Uh, I, I tell people the story for me, you know, having gone to Simeon, which was, you know, I, I can't even use the word predominantly black because it was all black, <laughs> you know. So having that, you know, it was always it was a culture shock for me. How was it that freshman year when you stepped on campus at Illinois for you? Uh, it was, it was, I was, I was prepared. I'm not going to even lie. Uh, the, the Mount Carmel environment definitely, you know, prepared me in terms of just being able to balance sports with the academic part. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in the scheduling of an athlete, it's crazy. That's something you got to get used to. Cause you know, it's from people don't realize, you know, that, that clock rolled from seven to nine at night. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you, you gotta be, you gotta, you don't, excuse me, you don't schedule it to be, where you got to be at those times from class to practice to, you know, study hall to, you know, repeating those days again. So um, just getting used to that my freshman year was, was love. But I really enjoyed the transition, just, you know, playing with, you know, DJ Richardson, Brandon Paul. Um, I, I really went in there my freshman year just with the mentality, like, you know, I'm going to go every day and fight, you know, regardless of the circumstances, to be honest. I knew it was a learning experience, even for me, just, you know, being point guard on that level in the Big Ten and stuff like that. So, you know, you just got to be like, ice. hey, let's do this. So just having that, you know, that, that Chicago mentality like we talked about, um, you need that. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet with Bet Rivers, now's the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster. With RushPay, 
instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to BetRivers.com today or download Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Well, you you stepped on, man, and, and you stepped on the showdown. I mean, that four years, that that six years because of the injuries, but those that time when you were there, it was clear cut that to me that you were the heart and soul of those basketball teams. They, they didn't go unless you took them. Everybody followed you. I mean, so I, I humbly, I humbly agree with that. You know, uh, you know, people definitely, you know, if I was going, the team was going. I mean, it's in the least cockiest way. I was the one. I was the last point guard to go to the tournament. Yeah. People don't. You look up the stats. You can go check that out. And, and just you know, just looking at that year and reflecting, like, you know, as the freight train grow, you know, I had to be in a position where I was playing well, or I was putting guys in positions to play well, you know, mm-hmm. through you know situations. So. No, yeah. what, and, and and what you did, man. I mean, you you your first three years, I mean, were solid really solid and you were definitely the as i said the catalyst to how that thing and you played with some ballers on that team and, and that fourth year would have been crazy though that was the year i knew for sure like that summer we were we were we were i can honestly say we were we were like the team who went who i literally played with going to the tournament so but you know we got the injuries and guys and stuff that was happening so like but if we were able to – if I was able to be healthy, we were able to really do that thing with that Ravante and Nada and all those guys. I think we would, we would have made some noise. Well, no, I, I definitely agree with that, man. And and you so you get the injury. Um, and, and this is one of the things that I don't think a lot of people understand. You you As you mentioned, you're rolling. You're thinking this is going to be that team where you can really push them and go far in the tournament. You have the energy, injury. What what's going through Tracy Abrams' mind when you realize that you tear your ACL? Uh, it was just like more on some, just reflecting back, and I can look on it now. I was, you know, I was down. I was, I was like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you get an injury, especially a season and the injury. You a senior. We all got like these NBA dreams and hopes and stuff like that. You know, an age. So, so you got to know as a player. I'm. For me, I'm realistic about that. That's going to impact my situation. So that was something that I thought about. But though that year, excuse me, helped me to prepare, like, you know, for what I'm doing now uh, in terms of the mental space, the mental capacity of, you know, being able to accept who I am and, you know, what I'm doing and the vision that I have for myself. Because, you know, being sidelined, all you're doing is watching. Then I got to thinking, what am I going to do if I don't, if I'm just literally, I can't hoop no more. What would you be doing? So I started to take, you know, my life a little bit more serious, especially when I got, you know, master classes and stuff like that. So um, that year was tough, but like it made me who I am now. uh, That makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense because adversity does one of two things. It either breaks you or it makes you. Yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, you, you handled that the right way. And I remember watching you. Uh, you were another coach over there on the bench as well. Tell about, you know, you didn't just leave that leadership when you got injured. You get, you carried it over to the bench. How was that experience um, now that you're not on the court, but you're still, you know, barking at guys or, or trying to help and teach guys. And then you got the new freshmen and young people coming in. Tell a little bit about how that experience, um, we talked about how it makes you, but how did that benefit the other people that were on your team? Because I think a lot of people in, in the world, when they have something bad happen to them, they go into this hole and, and they, you know. That was my main thing that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to just be isolated because the more time you, you know, yourself, the more depression, the more negative thoughts and stuff like that. So. I'm like, I, I had to put myself in a different perspective. Like, you know, what if you do want to coach one day or, you know, what if you lead no, cause I, I started to take what, uh, I started taking sports, man. I started taking uh, organization classes, leadership classes. So it was like, what if you lead in your organization? Like, what would you be doing? So I was already in a mindset where I'm practicing 
you know, the stuff that I'm doing now in, in a sense. So you got the, you had an opportunity to be able to hand off some of these lessons that you're learning, both from the injury and in class to your teammates. Yep. You prepare and you work your tail off to get back. And then you have another injury. Yep. How, how's, how, how, now I, I, I am a eternal optimist. Um, I am forever positive, but how did that, and, and I get that from you. How did that second, I think it was the Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, how did that affect that one, that, one, that, one, that one messed my mentality up a little bit. I had to, uh, honestly, I, like after that one, I, I got like real connected, like with, you know, positive energy, honestly, like, you know, thinking positive, being positive. I really, really it got connected. Cause you know, once that first happened, I was low. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, I don't even got a chance. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm snapping back into reality. I'm getting back in the gym. And, and to be honest, when I got back, I was literally better than I ever been. That's what's so crazy about it all. I could shoot better. I was doing jumping better and stuff like that. So, you know, once the second one happened, I was like, you know what? I would have rather for that happening now than in the middle of the season where I really couldn't finish my uh, career off this, the way I wanted to or whatever. But So, like, you know, the timing was crazy. Like, in that moment, though, I know the second one, I was down for at least a month or so. Like, just mentally right. um, in a bad space, honestly. Like, you know, my mental wasn't, like, strong, like, like the real character of who I am. It was just, like, going through the relapse of, like, you know, adapting, what's going on. Then I just had to reflect on like, hey, you just said this during the last injury. Who would you be? What you gonna do? So, you know, it all actually played out well, man. Because I swear, like, I got my master's. That was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mentally, uh, just just knowledge-wise and just stuff like that. Uh, I thought, I think that was just different for me and that, and that really helped me. Okay. Was there anyone that you leaned on when that time was going on? Because- uh, yeah. Sure. Because it's always difficult when we're trying to climb out by ourselves. So who, who obviously that, that influence that helped you? Obviously, I led on, you know, my family, uh, uh, spiritual world, for sure. God, for sure. Most importantly, um, I got connected spiritually or uh, with myself, got connected God. Um, and Hutch, my dad, like my stepdad back here in Chicago, not my stepdad, my dad uh, in Chicago, uh, he was real strong with the mental component of all that. Um, just being consistent. With checking on me mentally, uh, and even being consistent with me on preparing for the next level. What's next? Like, all right, let's start applying that. Like, even though you know you still got that opportunity, like I still had a really solid senior year. Like, I swear, like if you look at my games and, and you look at like the overall thing, it was a solid year for me. We we lose a couple games away, but it was a solid year. So, you know, I was cool with I wasn't cool with us not making the tournament ever, but you know, in a component of you know, my story and where I was at, I was definitely happy with that. Look how I did Michigan before I left, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm cool with, you know, that journey, that experience, because it made me who I am now. Yeah, you you, you took my next question from me, because I was going to say that. You came back. You had your highest scoring percentage. Now, by, by a little bit, but you had your highest scoring percentage. You had your highest free throw percentage. You highest tied score. your highest rebound Four, three. Yep. Yes. And, you know, and, and you were right there as far as shooting. So you you take all of those negatives, you turn them around to a positive with the help of, of course, your higher power, your family. Now you're, you're, you're going on and you're looking at this next level after having such a nice senior season. What were the thoughts? And, and you and I talked about this a little bit. What were your thoughts when it was, OK, now how do I look at going on to the next step? I was basketball wise. I was so ready. Um, I had really good years when I played overseas. Uh, I was like fourteen, maybe like five assists, five rebounds, or something. Six assists, five. Re- that's not. That's really solid. But you know, for the situation I was in, um, and just thinking long term, I, I had to distinguish like, you know, which one is more realistically um, the best for you. I could have. I could still be hooping right now making a couple of dollars, but I'd rather be invested into myself, into my long-term career. Oh, I mean, no doubt. I don't mean to cut you off, but you, you talked about the numbers you put up in both Cyprus and uh, and, and Serbia. Serbia. I mean, man, you, you average 16 points a game, like six assists and like six rebounds. 
Those aren't just good numbers. Those those, those are hella numbers. good numbers. Solid numbers. I, I can't lie. Those are really solid numbers. Uh, I don't know. I just man, the space that I'm in, the space that you know, I, I guess like I, I visualized me maximizing myself and like. I was gonna have to put a lot of years into you know my overseas career to get to where I really wanted. I'm just being honest. Uh, right. My chances would make it like it happens. People does make the league from overseas and all that type of stuff, but you know my chances were it's not as high. You know realistically about you no, know, it wasn't that high. So me just continuing to watch and think about the trend of how my career was going and how my financial situation, um, I had to make a grown up decision. And um, it was a tough one, but it was it was the one that I was comfortable with that you know made me feel at peace. Yeah, and that's one of those things um, that's really difficult for a lot of players that are from where we're from. We 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 come into it, we have high hopes, we have the 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 dreams of the NBA or the dreams of these long uh, professional careers. Was it the two injuries, and and you kind of touched on this, the two injuries helped you focus um on your future a lot of guys don't have that opportunity and a lot of guys come back lost I was I don't mean to cut you off it's a tough you got to kind of psych yourself into like a different that's why I said when I the positive thinking mm-hmm. I was mentally telling myself the positive outcomes of situations even when I'm in bad situations or a bad I'm just being positive and just being able to psych my mental like that you know, help me be able to be comfortable. Like, it's tough though, honestly. Like, guys, as players, we don't know when it's done, especially when you feel like you're young and you're in your prime. All right. Um, it's tough. It's a tough decision to make. I mean, you played overseas, you played your career for a long time as well. And, you know, we had conversations and you was just like, it, it, it does. It does. It doesn't even become about um, the love for the game. It just becomes about how much money am I making right now? So, you know, that's a, that's a difference in, like, when you make decisions like that. Oh, no, big time. Alana Nation, listen up. If you're like me, you want a personal relationship with your business banker. That's why, if you don't know our fellow Illini alum, Kevin Bastuga, from the class of 94, you should. Kevin is one of the founders of Chicago-based Signature Bank, a highly successful commercial bank that provides strategic and customized banking services to you and your business. At Signature Bank, you'll have a true partner. Kevin and his team will know you and your business, and they'll do whatever it takes to help you grow your business. Whether you need a line of credit to expand your business or finance new equipment, Signature Bank is here to help you. Signature Bank helping Illinois' business owners succeed no matter what it takes. So check out Signature Bank at www.signaturebank.bank today or call Kevin Bastuga at 773-467-5606. That's Signature Bank at www.signaturebank.bank or call Kevin Bastuga at 773-467-5606. You were able to get your footing, make get to a place where you were comfortable with, and then move on from there. Tell a little bit about, so, you know, I don't care what business you're in or what world you're in, when you have done something for so long, it, it, it takes a special um, toughness you know, a, a, a special um, insight to be able to say, okay, it's time for me to leave this thing and move on to something else. You, you had a little sniff of that when you had the injuries, but tell a little bit about what your mindset was. Um, hey, this is what I got to do so I can get into this. And then we'll go into what you're doing now. So what was the thought process when you were putting your next steps together? So I was thinking, you you keep touching it. I was thinking about those injuries. I was thinking about the foundation that I was building mentally for myself. And I was like, you know, you got this strong educational background from one of the, literally one of the top universities in the, wor- in, in the world. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you're good at basketball, but you have this and you know how to use it. You know what you want to do. And if you believe in yourself enough, you know, good or bad, the outcome, just keep keep it going. So, like, I think the injuries helped me to, you know, be able to relax when I was making that decision and or just that transition in general. Right. Well, you t- well, I'll tell you this, man. I, I And you and I have talked about this. I'm so impressed by what you're doing. And Illini Nation, I'm sure they don't know. Um, if you're not in this Chicago area, because I didn't know. I, I didn't know where you were back. I didn't know if you were still over, overseas. And then I saw on the news that they did, a, they did an excerpt on what you're doing now with Chicago Positive Impact. And I was blown away. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, Tracy's back. Let me reach out to him. Because it needs to be out there. So you come back, you're sitting down saying, okay, what's my next steps? The next step for people is not normally starting a a non-for-profit or or getting into something where they're giving back and helping. They're thinking, oh, man, I got to make as much money as I can. Again, you flip this thing on its ear because you're looking at the the long-term picture for society. How did you come up with you know, okay, let me do Chicago uh, Positive Impact instead of doing something else that could have been more lucrative for you. So when I was, I'm going to give you a couple of keys. I ain't going to lie. When I was in college, I was creating two programs. So I was already creating my organization that I was doing, stuff that I'm doing now. So I was sitting on like the different ideas. But when I got here, honestly, I was literally just working with about eight to 10 students um, doing ball handling. Um, I started to, you know, connect with the principal and then her just seeing me being consistent, um, you know, with my vision and the stuff that I was doing. Um, she allowed me to work with the students in her school. Um, from that, I was allowed to um, put my vision and everything together. Um, that process took time. Um, it was tough. Uh, cause you, you think about, I'm not making the money that I was making. This wasn't about money. Um, literally not making the money that I make that I was all, I was barely making money. The money that I was making, I was putting into the stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like, I was really invested in what I was doing at the moment. But like this, if you look at it stepwise, um, everything was planned, planning out accordingly in the sense of, you know, once she allowed me to work in the school, now I'm allowed to work. In another school and I got another school. So now I got Chicago Positive Impact to where we all as one, where we connect in the schools and the kids together. And we just growing now. We went from one to five to ten. So we're just looking to keep it going. Well wow, that's 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 amazing, Trey. For those that don't know, give give, give them a little bit of an overview of, of what Chicago Positive Impact is what you're doing and because I again I, I'm, I'm going to praise you for it because it's it's something that I have always wanted to do and I have dabbled in but you're two feet in <laughs> so you're two feet in I want to be in with you as I told you before what you're doing but Thank give you. the audience an, an overview of what CPI is so so Chicago Positive Impact uh, it's a youth program uh, strictly dedicated to the youth um um, it's a leadership program, um, teaching leadership and life skills. Um, really, I got a leadership curriculum that I created it, created um, back when I was in Illinois and using the lens for myself and my experiences um, and a leadership um, stuff that I'm qualified for. I'm not trying to be too political, but um, I created something that, you know, I used growing up in Chicago, like, and um, the stuff that I think can help students, you know, maximize uh, you know their character mm-hmm. um, so Chicago Positive Impact's youth program helps kids enhance their life skills through basketball through organized events uh, through giving back to the community um, I want to be able to sh- give show kids that you know they got somebody that can support them um, you don't have to just be an athlete you know you could be an artist you can be a poet you could be play checkers we want to just provide you with a platform that you can grow as a leader. You can grow in life. Because once you get, get these skills, um, they life skills, you're going to use them, you know, in basketball, in business, in your personal life. So 
And if you, if you adapt these skills well, I just think, you know, it'll help those kids. Well, I, I think that's amazing what you're doing. I love the fact that you're using, because, you know, there are things that we need to do to, to draw kids in. It's a fact. And basketball is that one thing that drive, that pulls them in, or sports, or, you know, now it's esports, or one of these things that pulls kids in. But then you're able to take those lessons from the game and apply them to real life. And I, I think that is absolutely amazing. One of the things you mentioned in there, um, another component, which a lot of people uh, forget about because they think about sports all the time, is the arts. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you're, you're bringing in the arts, rather, you, you know, you mentioned drawing and, or, or those types of things. You bring them in. Well, kids have a lot of interest. So, you know, like I know, opportunity is what's key. So now you, you start out. And what was your first school? Uh, Persian. Persian Elementary on the south side of Chicago. There you go. I actually know what Persian is. <laughs> so you, you, you get in Persian you, and you, you bring these kids along. How have the kids responded uh, to you and to the program? And the reason I ask is, you know. I, I totally get it. I, got, I totally get it. So my kids love my program. Um, man, I wish I could show you footage. If I could, I would. Um, it was, it's, it just, they, they, they give me the energy, the courage to keep this going. Cause like their feedback is, and we need more programs like this, some positive that, you know, keep us off the streets and, you know, just have us some good going on or some good to do. Like, um, just having, just seeing kids like had that understanding of like, you know, this program really trying to have a positive impact and help us out. And I'm like, it's, it's nothing. Kids never have to pay anything. <laughs> Wow. I never charge my kids anything. So um, everything is about giving, giving, giving to them. So, man, the feedback has been great. Um, I had a banquet with one of my uh, off with my first my my first 12 months. I had four schools. So I was able to fund a banquet and stuff like that. And that banquet just that feedback from the kids. It allowed me to just, you know, you know, keep it going, keep the vision going, you know, stay up, stay positive and stuff like that. So. Man, I'm, I'm pleased by the feed, feedback. It's crazy. They call me every day. I get calls from a kid. I promise you. I haven't seen a lot of my kids during COVID, but kids reach out to me all the time. When are we getting back in the gym? When we got our lessons? When are we giving back to the community? And, and that stuff is like, it's fire for me. You know, that's, that's what keeps me going. Well, you, you talk about one of the things that I think in our community that we don't learn at an early stage or an early age is giving back. So well, you're taking third through eighth graders, correct? Third through eighth graders, yep. So you're taking third through eighth graders and teaching them the importance of giving back to their community. You, when we talked earlier, you talked about one of the events that you, uh, that you had, I guess you, you were bagging and giving. Um, yeah, so we did, a, uh, we did a homeless drive last year. Um, uh, we packed bags of foods and we went out to, to uh, various locations in Chicago. Um, just gave out care packages of food uh, to people in the community. Obviously, we was doing Corona time and stuff like that. But all my kids in my program were the ones who made the food and stuff like that. So that, that's that's they they hands on, you know, with with the activities and the stuff that we're doing, which is you know, like you said, um, the value of giving back is understanding the value of life. So that's something that I believe and something that I want, you know my kids to live up to as well. But that, that, that is definitely person, person impactful. I'm, I'm getting a little tongue tied over here, but no, it is definitely impactful because when you teach people to give back, then this is something that they carry on with them through the rest of their lives. So, you know, as, as you, as you move forward and you continue to grow, providing those opportunities, um, will really enhance the lives of those young people, man. So I, I have to take my hat off, bro, and, and commend you, you so for much. what you're doing. Um, you know, so let, let's pull it back to the basketball side, all right? You you bled on those uniforms the same as I have. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you've had an opportunity to watch this year's team. You know, tell me, tell me how they make you feel. Tell me what you're thinking. I want to know. I want to know if I I'm honestly a love, dog. I honestly love this team. They really, they really about. I feel like they, they about that life. They not scared. Um, they got that old fashioned toughness feel. Io's doing a great job with just the whole leadership component, feeding 
balancing scoring, balancing making his teammates better. It's a perfect mixture. And um, they've been able to make a lot of noise. Obviously, you know, we got yesterday, but, you know, it's they, they locked in. I think they locked in. I really like this team. Um, I'm, 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 I'm hoping to see them do some real special things right now. Uh, you, you and me both, man. We'll now, back in Ohio for player of the year. I got to let everybody know that. Um, I tweeted something like that the other day. I got to give him my support. He He's – come on, man. Kid got two – that's not normal, two triple-doubles in a season in college like that, especially no. um, just the clutch gene he got. He's been killing me. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm honestly impressed. I, I can't yeah. lie. Honestly he, impressed. he has been. He's been lights out, man. I mean, I know you – You. I'm a little jealous at this because you had Nana – you know, you had a real center. Kofi, uh, you know, is linked up with Io. I, I didn't get a real center, man. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's the real, real deal. I was watching one of them get, I think it was a Minnesota. The man dunked like eight times one of those games in the recent, like literally every single basketball he touched, he dunked. Yeah. He's like that. He, he, he likes, I'm like, I like this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope not mispronounce his name. Cabello? Cabello, yeah. I like him. He, he tough. He fearless for real. You when you see him play, he just, you know, he I'm trying to win, but I I'm out here. I'm I'm gonna be tough. I'm 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 here. You're gonna feel me. So I really like that vibe I get from him, even just from thinking now and just moving forward. You got Adam Man. I'm impressed though. Really, I really, hold on. Really, let's 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 backtrack just a tad bit. This is from, in my opinion, one of the best point guards we've had. You know, you talking about one of our, our newest point guard, which I think this kid's ceiling is so high. If you're looking at him, and what what is it that he needs to work on as he goes forward, as far as understanding the game and seeing it and doing. What, what do you see, you know, you're, you're from a point guard to a point guard? Experience. He'll just get more experience. Um, he got experience thing one. As you play, you get more reps. You understand the game a little bit more, especially in college. College really does a great job with, like, uh, teach you the understanding of the game from scouts, from, you know, understanding where players score at, just, like, you know, the different schemes that people use. So he's learning all that stuff. Um you got to be a, be a better shooter, if we're being honest. Yeah. But, but I like him a lot. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've taken when I'm on the right, been nice. And, and first, let me get my – hey, I like Trent. I love Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a very fearless career. Um, He's been he, – he deserves a little bit more credit than he definitely get, I think, in my opinion. Um, proud of him and just, you know, strides he's made. I'm, I'm proud. Oh yeah, he handled his. He handled everything with very with class, and in the long run, he'll be a player that's also you know like I remember Trent. You know, just from how you know just played it, played hard, kept working. Was a great teammate. That's how you do it. So, well, I was going. That's actually a great point. I'm going to touch on that real quick because you played for two different coaches, and now he did the same thing. How? What is that feel when you go from one coach to another coach? What what's the mentality to make sure that you are, that you are successful in those you know in that situation? Because I agree, Trent handled it like a champ, you know. But I don't think that question I've never seen that question asked uh, of him in interviews, and I haven't had him on quite yet. I'm waiting to get him on. But since I have you, that has done that. What's the mentality when you're going into that um, one coach leaving, another coach coming? It's definitely it's different. Um, we talk about recruitment plays a part and all of that. The player you bought in versus a player that was there when you got in, right. and that player was good. So you know it's politics that come on both sides in a sense. Um, it's different. Um, coaches on your corner, coaching staff, you got. You got coaches who recruit players, and you bring players in. Right. You kind of favor your. I'm I'm a business mind now, so I can say all this. You favor you would you would favor the players you would bring you in them. a little bit. You wouldn't do it high, so you got that extra promotion and push in them closed doors. Right. So, 
it's different in that aspect. But from a player perspective, that's not your job. <laughs> that's not Trent's job to worry about that. That's that wasn't my job to worry about. That it was my job to be responsible in school, work hard in practice, and make sure I'm definitely working hard in my own time because you got to put the extra in. And whatever my role is, I can execute that better than anybody else in terms of my role. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I love it. Every, all three. He did. That man deserves his respect. Well, no, I, I think he gets it. I ain't I'm, saying it to you. I'm just saying in general because we having a conversation. Right. I ain't saying he don't get it. I'm praising him because we have similar situations, like you said. Yeah. But I got to give him his, got to give him his flowers. <laughs> I like that. Give him his flowers. I hope, he, I hope he see this one. I hope he definitely see this because he deserves it. Oh no, I and I agree with you 100%. But you you nailed it right on the head for any of those players that or, or any of the parents that have kids that are playing because you know like I know nowadays kids want to go from one place to another. Parents are snatching them and doing and putting them here and taking them out for this AAU team or taking them from this college and now with the transfer portal being the way it is concentrate on your job. Don't worry about, you can't can be concerned about what the coach is going to do. But as you said, make sure that you're putting in your work, that you are being the best at whatever your role is, that you're the best at it. Because I'll say this, I coached for eight years. I've never seen a coach keep a good player off the court just because he didn't recruit him. Thank you. <laughs> so People get gobbled up in it, though. A lot of players do. But... It's like I said, it's a mentality thing, um, that toughness, and, and you got to have that, especially in those situations like that. Yeah, but you, you're right about Trent Frazier, man. Handled it like, like a chief, and as he continues to knock down threes, he keeps climbing up the ladder board and three-pointers made and, and, and overall scoring, um, so he definitely deserves it. You, you mentioned Adam Miller. Of course, he played for, for your AAU program You know when he was with the fire. How do you see him progressing um, as he's coming on? Because I went to watch him play a couple of times in high school. I like, like I said, like with those young guys, like we talked about early, mm -hmm. that, that freshman transition year, it's a lot of learning stuff that's going on in that game that you just got to, you got to get reps at, you know, playing Michigan State, constant down screens and back screens, side screen stuff. And you not knowing you getting hit with one because you are sleeping on the sky report a little bit, but Right. It's, it's, it's just a, it's just a learning curve for them to experience things. But um, Adam, Middle, Adam Miller, excuse me, my young fella, he he, he going to be really, really good next year. Watch. Oh, I, I agree with him. I had when he had his first game and he came out with, you know, lights out. Now, of course, it wasn't against the same level of competition, but I, I made the statement and I'll stand by it. If he had picked up, you know, again, it's a learning curve that he was going to be really good for us as, as a freshman. And I actually went on on the limb and said we might be looking at our freshman of the year. Now, of course, the boy in Michigan is probably going to get that, the big fella in Michigan, yep. because he's a monster. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to give love what love is due. Hey. Dude's a monster. But when you see the growth in these young players, man, we, we talked about it. And, and to, you know, you're more of a peer to this age group than I am. Right. Um, because basketball has changed and it's changed a lot uh, since I played. Like you saw the Michigan game, the Michigan State game last night, right? Right. Everybody complaining about the physicality. I know. Yeah, those weren't fouls. <laughs> In my day, those weren't fouls. <laughs> you just got up off the floor and kept on playing. Yeah. <laughs> so the refs, they was on the refs bad about yesterday. So. Oh, yeah. Well, while I was on air, man, my phone was blowing up. They was tweeting the refs at, at Big Ten refs or something like that on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was like that. Then a foul on Ohio, of course. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if they go back and look at some of those mid 80s, 90s tapes, man, that, that, that's every, that's every other play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I even laid down a couple fouls like that. <laughs> Get up, let's keep playing. But no, man, it, it's so great to see that that you're still a fan, um, and and you're able to always, man. Those kids, man, that's a, you know we got hard jobs as players. You know, you don't understand. 
yeah. We got a very I love our fans. One of the top fans out there. But they are tough too now. Let's not forget. We love y'all, but y'all are tough at times too. We see that. (laughs) We mean our feelings a little bit sometimes as players a little bit. Don't try to cut us too deep. Nah, it's all love though. But yeah. You know, it, it, then see, that's a, that's a different era. We're talking about a different era. I didn't have to worry about Facebook, Twitter. Oh, these kids care about it. You know, I yeah, they do. I, I didn't because there was no social media. <laughs> you know, and it was coming around at the end of, you know, while you were playing. How did you deal with some of that stuff? Because it, it just gives people instant access. I've never been social like that because of that. Ah. I really wasn't. If you look back, I never really tweeted. I never really posted. I was just like, I'm not even finna get into that because I already got daily battles. I'm fighting. I don't need to fight with them either. <laughs> if I have go. a bad night, they gonna tell me I'm the weakest. I just had 30 the other night. I'm the goat. So like, I need to just stay in the middle with it. No, <laughs> that you know what that takes me back to my high school coach. You know, again, we had to take the whole paper newspaper when I was playing and looking at your stats and all of this. And, and Coach Hambrick used to be like, Dion, put that paper down. He was like, two things are going to happen. And I'm like, what, Coach? He was like, either you're going to believe it, they're going to write something good, and you'll believe it and you'll stop working, or they'll write something bad and you'll believe it and stop working. He said, so that thing that serves you no damn person. <laughs> And I did. So it seemed like you learned that same thing. I, I learned that when I learned that at Illinois, though. There you go. <laughs> well, better sooner than later, as long as you pick it up. It got a little what bit would, different. In so if you had to, if you had to send this out to these young guys now, what would you tell them? Because a lot of them are worried about their brand already, and, and this and that. Some of them are great, but you're right. You could have some of these fans that are not as great. What would you give them with all that you've learned? You know, and you're now 27 years? 29. I'm 29. Woo! 29. Already? Already, man. I've been out of college three, four years now. Already. Time goes by fast. Well, in your 29 years and and your wealth of experience, what would you tell these young people about social media? You know, you... It's fun. It's It's not too personal. It's not too deep. I get it. You know, it's a part of the times I'm on social media now and even more ever than I ever been, but it's fun. That's what it's used to. It's used as a tool to be fun. It's used as a tool to promote your brand, good stuff, support your friends. That's what it should be used for in my perspective. Um, In terms of like with the fans and all that, man, that's the part of the game. Get with it. You go if you from where I'm from. You go play on the south side of Chicago. I play grew up playing crate ball. You think somebody ain't nobody talking crazy to you? Yeah, he can't shoot. Don't put him on your team. Like sit him. He ain't playing today. You know what I mean? That's how real it is where I'm from. So that little stuff is fun. Um, just like it's perspective though. Right. Uh, no, not not too emotional. Never too emotional with it. Never too emotional with the fans and the social media stuff because people say stuff that they probably don't mean or stuff come out the wrong way through text and wording. You just never know. Exactly. So develop tough skin first and foremost. Hey, don't be a little softy about it. And, and then let the negative keep rolling and stay positive. I, I love it. Those are the right. Those are the right things to pass along, man. So, Trey. I want to thank you, brother. Thank you for, for coming out and, and, and joining us. But what I want to do, I want to give you one, an opportunity to say what you want to say to Align Our Nation. But on the second, and then second thing is, I want you to um, also put out where people can, can find out more about CPI, okay. where they can reach you, whether it's social media or whatever, so people can learn more about what you're doing. Because I'm sure there may be someone that's going to hear this interview that may be interested in helping you out because it's a worthy cause of Lion Eye Nation. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm two feet in. So whatever you need for me, I'm, I'm in it. So go ahead, Trey, the mic, the mic is yours. Um, to Lion Eye Nation, thank you so much for the unbelievable support throughout my career. Um, us as players definitely love you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, we in this forever, man. It's a long run thing with the orange and blue. Um, if you ever wanted to find out about Chicago Positive Impact, 
Um, you can find us at www.shypositiveimpact.com or you can reach me in my email at shypositiveimpact at gmail.com. Again, you can reach us at the re uh, website, www.shypositiveimpact.com. Much love, Dion, for having me on, man. This is the beginning of plenty of uh, conversation and, you know, communication with us. So I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, somebody like you, um, I can look up to, listen to, learn from, um, gain knowledge from. So thank you. Well, so, uh, no, I, I am always here. I am always a resource. So Alana Nation, you heard him. Check that website. Go on. Reach out to them. These young kids need opportunity, need influence, and Tracy is providing it. And as I said, I am all in with two feet. Just going on down. It's just all up in the water. <laughs> I'm in. So, Nine Nation, I'm going to wrap this up. Please go on to Spotify or Apple Music. Like, rate, hit that check mark for Champagne on Ice. And at the, as well, go on and look up the 68 uh, media, Field of 68 Media Network, like them, because if it's not for them, you don't have your boy on here. So go on and check them out. There's a lot of great content on there as well from various institutions across the country. So if you got, you know, a cousin or something that's a North Carolina fan, you got North Carolina on this network too. So go on and check them out, man. They're doing some great things. They're doing some positive things. But again, this was brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook. I thank them. I thank my partners for making this possible. We're going to close it out. Again, this is your man in the middle, Deion Thomas. Love, peace, and hair grease. Holla.